But the differences between those two, of course, Matthew chapter 6 is a part of the Sermon on the Mount. You go to Matthew chapter 11, and the disciples find, come upon Jesus. He'd been praying, and they said, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples to pray. And we have basically the same thing. In Luke's gospel, Jesus uses the term, forgive us our sins, and it's harmatia, the word sin, to miss the mark. In Luke's gospel, I mean Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, uh, forgive us our debts, or pay off our debts, or however you want to put it, uh, something that you owe. Uh, rather interesting, and that's what I'm going to use tonight, uh, the debt. Uh, one thing I want you to remember, do you remember when Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished? You know what that means? That's what they wrote on the bottom of a bill when you paid it. Now, hold on to that because that becomes important when we get to seeing what is involved in praying. We say Jesus paid it all. Yes, he did. That's what the book says. And it's not just thing. So will you turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 6. And I'm reading from the NIV. And one of the things you will notice that you're, it doesn't have the normal benediction that we have for the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to include that. It's in a footnote in my Bible. Uh, and I think it ought to be there. And so we will use it. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. For thine is the kingdom. Whoops, I haven't got quite to it yet, have I? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're concerned about us enough to show us how you want it done. And Jesus demonstrated it so well. For Jesus' sake, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of each and every one of our hearts, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Thank you for being here. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone has defined prayer as calling home collect. I like that definition. And you know, when I've called home collect and mother and daddy answered the phone, they always took it. And we come to prayer, and it was something so important in Jesus' time, he spent whole nights in prayer. Now, I've never done that. Don't think I could. I'd go to sleep. But I've never had that burden so heavy that I couldn't sleep. I've used prayer sometimes to put me to sleep and praying that I can't go to sleep and praying at night. But sometimes it's a very good way to God to come in and calm us down and do that. But Jesus here with his disciples, and here on the Sermon on the Mount, I find it rather interesting Prayer becomes such an important part of this sermon as he tries to explain to us and the things that are there. We could look at this thing on Jesus teaching us how to pray, and this is the formula that Jesus says prayer should take. Not necessarily these words, but the formula that he lays out here is important. If we want to get our prayers through, if we want to really get through, and if the kind of relationship that we're supposed to have, if we're going to be consistent in prayer and see things done. 
for, there's some tremendous promises for those who pray and talk to God. And he is one who can do it. You know, it makes a difference who you ask for something. I remember reading a story about a young man who had pulled off some bad thing at work and he's afraid he'd get fired. And he said, well, no, it's okay, that's okay. He says, it's okay, easy for you to say, but you're not the one that has to forgive. And the man did forgive him. So I want us to think tonight on how to pray or because he is our father. So let us look at this, the Lord's Prayer. We all know it so well that we often read it through, through it and quote it through and be thinking about three other things at the same time. You ever done that? And so the first thing I'd like for us to have in those, we have a special relationship. How does Jesus start our father or daddy? That's a, not a bad translation, and it's not irreverent when it did. That's the way that Jesus looked at his father. Like a small child, I love watching come up there and she hugs her mother and she comes up to run to her. She's important. There's that love relationship there that's important to her, and that's the approach. I'm safe here. So Jesus is saying we have a special relationship. I remember a story I've read several times, and you probably have too. I thought Willie was going to steal it on me this morning. There was a father whose son was in the Civil War. I don't know where he was stationed now. I don't remember. But he went to sleep on guard duty. I was going to be shot. He tried to get a hold of President Lincoln to see if he could do something about it. You see, what had happened, he had served guard duty. They were a little bit short. They were, had some bad casualties. And he had a friend who had just gotten out of the hospital, and they put him on guard duty. There was no way he could do guard So he stood in for his friend. He'd already spent guard duty. It had been 48 hours since he had slept, and he went to sleep. He tried to get in to see the president, couldn't get past the fence around the White House. Todd Lincoln was out playing, and he saw him out there crying. He said, what's the matter? And he tried to tell him. said, I'll take you. So Todd takes the man, gets up to the gate, walks through, and everybody lets him through because you don't dare fuss at the president's son, do you? Secret Service man standing at the door. They were in a cabinet meeting. Nothing important, just a cabinet meeting during the Civil War. <laughs> Hold on to that thought, though. Todd Lincoln comes up and says, hey, that's my daddy in there, and I'm going in to see him. And the Secret Service man didn't know what to do, so he let him in. He explained it to Lincoln, and Lincoln pardoned him. Sent him home for some R&R &R because he needed it. But here was the president's son, and when we pray, we're the son coming to our father who will stop a cabinet meeting if necessary just to hear what we have to say. And he didn't know it was important, but it was. I remember a preacher, Tony Anderson, his name from Wilmore, Kentucky, or that's where he lived when I knew where he lived. He said when he was a young boy back in the mountains of Kentucky, and he said his grandmother took him back in the back room, and they were praying. He was seeking the Lord to get saved. He said they were having a concert in heaven. Tony Anderson was quite a fellow. He had a high-pitched voice. It was not really comfortable to listen to, but if he were around today... I'd drive a long ways to hear him preach. And people would drive further, though, to hear him pray than to hear most preachers preach. Tony Anderson says, God said, put up his hand and said, stop. I hear more beautiful earth music coming from earth. And I can still remember him stopping, looking at us. He said, you can't prove this. You can't prove it didn't happen. <laughs> you know something? He's on the right track. Because Jesus prayed our Father. Daddy, I got a request. I got something I want you to hear. 
And that's what prayer is. There's that special relationship. There's that special thing that we have with God. He is our Father. There's a special relationship. And He will, he will move heaven and earth to get to us. And when you pick on God's child, you're picking on more than you can handle. Because our defense is not in our strength and what we have, but it's in what our Father does. And His eye is always upon us. We're the apple of His eye, and you don't dare bother His child. Aren't you glad? And that's where prayer starts. We recognize we're going to our Father who loves us, just as we see the children going to granddaddy or mom or dad, because that's where they feel safe, and that's where we can feel safe, and that's where we show our relationship with God and our love to Him. We want to be in His presence, and that's what prayer is. Calling home, collect, it's being in God's presence, it's being where we feel safe. And that's the way Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. Creator of the universe. And we're on speaking terms. In fact, we're on more than speaking terms. He wants to hear us. He wants us to come. And so we see these things going on, and that's what prayer is. It's that special relationship. But we also see we have a very sacred purpose. Did you notice what goes down through there? Hallowed be your name. There's that reverence that's, may your name be sanctified. And how is it sanctified? By the way you and I live. When people see Christ in us, then we're sanctifying the holy name of God. And that's the only Bible some people will ever read. And so this is a part of prayer, is living a life that people believe in. I grew up in a home where prayer was very real. My granddad, people would call on him to pray. He knew how to pray. Had maybe a fifth grade age. I don't think he finished fifth grade. But he knew how to talk to God. And just like Tony Anderson, he knew how to talk to God. Tony Anderson, he got up at four o'clock every morning to pray. He pulled up a chair and set it down. He pulled up a chair over here and sat in it and talked to God from four to six. And he talked to God. And God listened. And you knew it. To be in Tony Anderson's presence, you knew you'd been in the presence of someone who'd been in God's presence, and they were comfortable with each other. This is what we see here. We have this very sacred response that comes from us. We worship. Prayer begins with worship. Prayer is worship. It's something that's so thrilling about us. And I haven't forgotten the prayer request at the end after we sing. We will have spent a little time in prayer I want us to do that because it was so important to me when May was recuperating. So here, your kingdom come. Is that really what we want? Or do you want, Lord, I'd like to have this, 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 this. No, the first request here is your kingdom come. I want to be in line with you. What did Jesus pray in the garden? If it be possible, take this cup from it. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus showed us how to pray this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We see all the evangelism that's involved with this. This is what we want God to do. And we haven't asked anything for ourselves yet. Now, it's a little surprising, I think. Maybe you don't. Maybe you can explain it to me better. What's the first request for ourselves? Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, we need to be, we need to be strong. We need to have physical health. We need to have our needs met. Now, if you go down to the 33rd verse of this chapter, what does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
And all these things will be added unto you. And if you back up, what is it? Food, housing. The necessities of life are covered in the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus says the necessity, I'm aware of them. It's all right to pray for them. The necessities of life can be take, are to be taken care of. And you and I in that relationship we have with the Father, we can talk to Him about it. Now, we might think we need a car. And, and I remember wanting to buy a car when I was a paper boy and Daddy wouldn't let me. I now agree with him, but it took a few years for me too. And there were times when God has said no, and it took me a few years to find out why. But our daily needs are God's concern. And if we have prayed, not my will, but thine be done, then we're willing to let him make the corrections in our requests that are needed. And he knows, and he wants to give them to us. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. This is what he wants us to do. This is important to him. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. I have a friend who said the Lord's Prayer, he says, I don't know, I'm sure I want to pray it. It's too dangerous. You know, he's right. I wish Jack, I could get Jack to pray it though. But here's what he's saying. Forgive us our debts. And notice the word debts here. And I use Matthew on purpose because of that. And Jesus said, it is finished on the cross. I have paid it in full. And all you have to do is present, when you present the bill, it's already been paid, and you can't pay it twice. A number of years ago, and some of you know, may know the story better than I do, governor of Ohio was approached by a very godly woman whose her son was in jail to be executed. He had committed murder, and I don't know what all was involved. And so the governor, she was a fine Quaker lady. He went to the prison with the pardon in his pocket. And the man thought he was a preacher. He was a godly man, as it was, anyway. And he would not see the governor. And the governor walked out brokenhearted. And the man was eventually executed. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court first. And he says, nope, a pardon refused. It's not a pardon given. Now that's our own Supreme Court that happened and he went on later to become Supreme Court his Chief Justice Supreme Court himself was it Hughes? but here's what it is God has offered us pardon our debt's been paid at Calvary and this is what prayer is involved and we're wanting to let others have the same benefits of our forgiveness and our, the, the, receiving help that we have received from the Father now, that doesn't mean if you give someone a dollar, you can't expect them to pay you a dollar back sometime, hopefully. But what it does mean is we're not hanging on to things to the point that we're going to lose our salvation over it. It's important. But we can pray for these things, and we want to have that forgiving attitude and that forgiving spirit. You know, some people, the only time they'll ever get victory is when they come to the place they can let go of some things and some grudges. You know, a grudge doesn't hurt the other fellow just hurts you. That's what this petition is doing. Lord, I don't want to carry a grudge. You carry it. And you know, God can do so much more with it. Abraham Lincoln once said, destroy your enemies by making friends of them. I get real tickled with Saul of Tarsus. He was a real rascal. And I'm sure people prayed to get rid of it. So you know how God did? I know God's got a sense of humor. He took the chief persecutor of the church and made him the chief missionary. <laughs> Don't you love it? And that's what Jesus is praying for here. 
And the only hope for our country, as we said this morning, is if the church, if God's people come to Him and let God work through us to redeem and to correct and to minister and to bring glory to His name. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Oh, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. The NIV says evil one. The King James says evil. Both translations are correct. I have no idea which one's the proper one, so let's use them both. Because we need that. We need protection. The devil is on every one of our trail. He doesn't care if you're so good and goody, goody, goody two-shoes or you're the worst rascal in town. Both are doing him good. Deliver us. We need it. There's that sacred response that you and I have. Then we have a very specific request. We ask for forgiveness. We ask that our debts be paid. We ask that we be in that right relationship. We're asking to see God's work to transform lives. That's our special request. If we can't pray it, then we close ourselves off. You know, the Bible is so full of psychology. If the psychologists had read it, they'd have learned some things a whole lot quicker. <laughs> My brother was telling about when he was doing his graduate work at, uh, was it Auburn? He had a class on a brand new discovery that our, the psychologists had come up. And my brother said he read it in Genesis. <laughs> I love it. But that's what our prayer life's about. It's that special request that we have where God comes and He transforms lives. He changes lives. And that's the burden of our heart. We want to see people, that relationship with God that we are enjoying. And if we're enjoying it, people are going to see it. They may make fun of you. And some of you can tell stories where that has happened. And I'm afraid we're going to see more of it. But there's going to come a time when they're going to say, Hey, what's different about you? I want to, this, I remember being at a funeral home in Florence, New Jersey. Precious lady, I hated to see her go. It made a difference when she was in church. And one of the townspeople, I may have been related to her, I don't remember now, it's been so long ago. He said, if I ever become a Christian, I want to be like that. That's what Jesus is praying for. And that's what we're to pray for. That's the example we're to show. That's... Because he's our father, we can ask for that. And he wants to do it. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that's what prayer is about, is seeing that transformation that God has for us and wants to do and will do through us, if we'll let him. You, but I can't witness. I, I get all tongue-tied. That's okay. God can use that. I, it, it's funny preaching sometimes. I've had people tell me about help they've gotten in sermons I preach and I didn't say it. I know I've even gone back and listened to the tape. It's not there. But they heard the Holy Spirit say it. Amen. That's times when you're glad that you're just in tune with Him. Are you talking to God that way? Is that the kind of relationship you have? You can and then there's a special reference we have here. Reverence. We talk about fearing God, and fear can be translated reverence. But I like, that's why I like the doxology to this prayer. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 
We've been in Daddy's presence. We've enjoyed it. And if you really pray through, you're going to enjoy it. I love that. Prayer can meet so many needs. And one of them is the satisfaction we get for being in Daddy's presence. I preach Father's Day, Abba Father, Daddy, Daddy, I love you. And that's where it kind of winds up. Is this loving our Daddy, being in His presence, and enjoying it. Like the little girl I read about, she was, her daddy was working. He came in. He said, what do you want? Nothing, daddy. I just want to sit here with you. Now, I don't always pray through in my devotions. I wish I did. But those mornings when I get through, it makes all the difference in the world. I've been in daddy's presence. and We enjoyed each other's fellowship. We enjoyed being together. The time of prayer is important. And it's why I've enjoyed these Sunday nights so much since May was sick. Her foot couldn't put any pressure on it for, what, 90 days? Danger, it could be taken off and all that. And God touched it and it healed quicker than they expected. And it was amazing. The doctor came down from Baltimore to work with the orthopedic doctors there in Lynchburg. They would misdiagnose May's foot. He looked at it, saw what was wrong, and he finally let him look at it. He took care of her. He, he lived next door to the therapist at Autumn Care where she was. And so her case was discussed weekly between the surgeon and the therapist who was working on it. Where, who God could put that together? We told him, that, and after he discharged May, he went back to Baltimore. We told him, God sent you down here to take care of my wife's foot. He appreciated that. I'm glad that he did. I wonder about your prayer life. Are you enjoying God's presence? He'll enjoy yours. He's our Father. He wants us to be together. I want us to sing a song that maybe is new to some of you. Before we have a time of prayer, I want us to sing Sweet Hour of Prayer. I think you'll find it summarizes a lot of what I've said better than I've said it. And let's enjoy that time of prayer, and then we will have some prayer time afterwards. The requests that you have, and some are serious, I'm sure. But will you let God be in your presence? Will you enjoy His presence and find the satisfaction of worshiping with Him and showing Him the reverence that He deserves? And you're wanting to give Him. Sweet hour of prayer. And it is. And if, you, if, it, if it seems long, you just haven't prayed through. Because when you get through, it works. Let's stand. Let's obey God as we sing.